You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Find stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Josh Hayes, AMA Superbike Champion, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back. Uh, exhausted is how I describe my emotions after the uh, conversation with John Ulrich. He brings it. Dude, I could work for that guy in, in publication, Road Racing World. Uh, I would. You know, I don't think he could work for that guy. Oh no 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 no! Mm. He actually likes me, unlike you. Um, uh. he, he enjoys being around me and listens to my ideas. Unlike to the people, unlike the people at uh, Genuine Broaster Chicken uh, and Genuine Broaster Chicken Honda team uh, that uh, had a pretty road race factory. Yeah, Cam Peterson's joining us. Cam, how are you? Good. How you guys doing? Good, man. We just spent like thirty minutes with John. Uh, uh, What's his name? Yeah. Orich. John Orich. John, John Orich. <laughs> just kidding. Jeez. But John Orich. But uh, John just, you know, had so many great ideas. And obviously, you're one of the beneficiaries of the soft walls and, and uh, you know, the air walls. Um, air air fence. We call it air fence. Well, is that what we're calling it now? Anyway, uh, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's rewind. Let's go back to last season. You started the year okay. riding. Uh, the Aussie Dave Racing Fly Racing Kawasaki in the Motor America Stock 1000 class. Yeah. Just before round three at VIR, you took uh, and, and made the decision to put your racing on hold to tend to some family issues. How did that all end up? Did you get those issues taken care of? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, it wasn't really issues. You know, uh, my family, we moved, obviously moved from South Africa to be over here, and, and it was a big move for the whole family. Um you know, so I just, in the interest of the family, and, and uh, I just had to put racing on hold for a little bit. Um, so, obviously, it wasn't ideal, but everything kind of sorted itself out, and, and the family seems to be doing really good now. And, and uh, obviously, I picked up a great opportunity this year to, to ride for the Genuine Bros. Chicken Honda team. So, um, yeah, it's, everything's looking pretty good at the moment. How are you liking the Honda, and how did that deal come together with them? Um, I, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm loving the bike. Um, it's been a process, you know, we got a, a bunch of new electronics and everything this year. Um, so it's been a process, but I'm, I'm having a bunch of fun. Every time I ride the bike, we get better and, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, got a really good chassis. So just try work on some electronic stuff and, and keep making our way towards the front. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I was super lucky to get the deal and, and, um, I rode for Danny Walker in 2015, so uh, me and Danny, we kind of stayed close, and, and I help him out with the American Super Camp um, school that he has. So, um, so yeah, me and Danny have just kind of stayed close and, and stayed in touch, and then when Jake got the opportunity to go race the World Superbike, um, I just kind of sent Danny a message and, and uh, asked him to keep me in mind, and I never thought it, it would actually end up happening, but... Uh, it was it was a really cool Christmas gift to to open up and and uh, start to be with the team this year. 
Cam, you what year did you move your family to the to the U.S. with the intent of of you know full time racing here in the U.S. Um, me and my dad came here in in twenty fifteen, um, and it was just me and my dad at the time. But already from then, uh, you know, we were kind of looking to try get the family over here, um, just to to try have better lives for ourselves, um, and then sort of late 2016 early 2017 my sister came over and and uh and then now my mom's here so got the whole family over pretty much your dad is a former racer and team manager uh, himself can you kind of talk about his you know his racing history and, and some of his accomplishments in his career um yeah my dad he he had a great career um obviously he raced in america in the early 90s uh he raced for kenny roberts uh, on the Marlboro 500, and then, and then he went over to Spain to help Kenny run the team over there and, and run some stuff over there, and um, you know, and then then moved back to South Africa, and, and he carried on racing over there, and then um, unfortunately he had a, a motocross accident and and kind of messed his arm up and, and stopped his racing career. Um, but geez, yeah, my dad, he's he's done some pretty cool stuff on a motorcycle, so so yeah. Is he still involved in your your career? I mean, is he is he there with you uh, while you race? He he has been uh, up until this year. You know, this is kind of the first year where, um, with the team I'm with and the deal we've got, that he he hasn't had to be involved. Um, so it's more of just a father son relationship now, um, uh, which is which is kind of nice. You know, um, I can I can I've got all the trust in the world and, and all the confidence in the team. Um, to where I don't have to rely on him, so it's it's a little different this year not having him at all the races. But uh, in a way, I think it's helping me. Cam, it seems like Danny Walker has just absolutely got the the world by the uh, by the throat when he loses a guy of Jake Gagne's caliber and then insteps instantaneously another absolutely professional and high caliber racer. I mean, are you guys just cornering people at uh, these super camps and uh, making them, uh, you know, essentially sign away their lives? You get to hang around until we need you, and then you got to go be awesome. Because it, it, Dan, Danny is literally, it seems like he's got it on lockdown. There's always another guy. who Who's behind you? That's what we want to know. Who's the next guy yeah. when you move on? To be honest, I think the thing is, uh, you know, Danny Danny runs a great team, and, and – uh, and people people see that, and obviously with the super camp stuff, he gets a lot of recognition, and and we get a lot of great great riders who come help Danny out instruct and and come to the school. Um, but to be honest, I think I think he just puts on a good show and, and runs a good team. That that there's a lot of guys lining up to to uh, be on that bike and and work with a crew like Scotty, Da, and and Evan and those guys. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's cutthroat out there at the moment, and, and there's a lot of guys gunning for that ride. Cam, the the bike you're on, the CBR 1000, uh, you are making absolute headway with the bike, but in, arguably in the U.S. particularly, it hasn't proven to be the bike to be on of late. I, do you feel that it in any way is hindering your progress, or have you guys got it so dialed that it's you know it's down to the rider? I mean, where's your perspective on that? Um, you know, racing these days, it's, 
it's hard, you know. It's, it, it kind of, a lot of it comes down to electronics. Um, and you've seen worldwide Honda's kind of struggling other than MotoGP. Um, and, and to be honest, I think it just comes down to, to the package. The, the Honda's an unbelievable bike. I mean, it's got a great chassis. It's, it's, it gives the riders a lot of confidence. Um, but for me, I feel like it, at the end of the day, it's just come down to electronics and, and how long it takes a team or, or somebody to adjust and, and learn the electronics and know what the bike wants. Um, so I think it's just a balance and it's, it's a hard thing to find these days. But when you do get in, in that window of, of uh, where you need to be, it, it makes a massive difference. And I think that's when you can see the Honda kind of start coming towards the front. And again, you've, you've done wonderfully with the bike. We're not slagging on it at all, but you've been fighting an uphill battle, it would seem, at times. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, it hasn't been easy, um, you know, but that, that's racing. Uh, it definitely hasn't been easy, but uh, we've had some great people in our corner. Uh, we've had a lot of help from, from Honda uh, overseas with the, with the Red Bull team, too. They've been helping us a bunch, so... Um, yeah, it was a struggle in the beginning of the season, but I think, uh, we're starting to kind of find our feet and, and, uh, get the ball rolling a little bit. Cameron, if it was easy, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be fun. I mean, <laughs> if it was, there wasn't a challenge to it, I mean, why would you want to keep doing it after all this time? Well, I mean, that, that's exactly it. You know, it's, we're passionate about the sport and, and, uh, I guess that's what kind of, keeps us motivated if we're not at the front is, is to get up there and i gotta imagine that you just already said it but all this outside that help that you're getting from other honda teams and from honda themselves i gotta imagine you gotta be getting really close to getting this thing dialed in and and start making your way to the front aren't you uh you know i mean i really like to think so uh i, I hope so but it definitely seems that way um you know, last race out at Laguna, we we took some massive steps forward. Um, you know, I was running some a, a, a decent pace, um, and then we've got some help coming out to Utah too. So, um, yeah, I think I think the bike is going to keep getting better and better as long as as well as, as myself. Um, you know, this is my first full season on on a big bike, and and I'm adjusting to it. I'm still learning. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope the rest of the season is going to be going to be strong, and we can constantly be battling for top five. You know, I've noticed there's there's been a lot of international talent in the Moto America paddock, and uh, including yourself. Do you think it's going to be, or it's becoming more of a desirable destination for international riders? Is and is there any new talent from South Africa that we might see make their way to the United States soon? Um, it seems that way. Yeah, we've you know I. I speak to a lot of people around the paddock and and even then you know you hear stories of of guys from world super sport and and even motor two and a lot of guys around the world that are getting hold of people trying to come ride you um so it definitely seems like like the place to be at the moment that i think they can see that the series is starting to grow and and that the talent show is no joke um so it seems like a lot of people want to come come over here at the moment it's really it's inspiring to hear that about our national series. Uh, it hasn't always been that way. It certainly has been that way historically. We've had 
great and talented international riders. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's coming back. Uh, I think we can owe a lot of that to Moto America themselves, uh, which we were talking about with Mr. Ulrich before we were talking about it with you, Cam. The the work that uh, Wayne Rainey and his crew have done um, has made our series a legitimate, uh, you know, world class series. We've got a lot of international talent. Definitely, yeah. Uh, you know those guys uh they literally they they do whatever they can to to try and make uh motorcycle racing better in, in america again that's for sure cam i i had asked uh john this or i had made the comment um when we were talking to him but do you think that with moto america having those guys that are former racers or involved with racing do, do you think that makes that series better because they see it from your perspective as well as, you know, the, the, the manager of the business side of it too? Yeah. I mean, you spot on. That's exactly it. And I'd like, um, Wayne and Chuck, they, they know what, what as riders and as teams, what they want and, and are looking for. Um, so I think it definitely, those guys being involved has, has made it, a massive difference in in racing in America at the moment, and uh, I think it's just going to keep getting better with with those people involved. And I'm looking forward to to seeing where it's going to go in the next couple of years. We are too, and I think uh, we, we had John Ultron earlier, and he was talking about the the old organization, the old promoters, and uh, he didn't have much love no, for those guys. There was no love, love lost. No but, love. But we're talking about Wayne Rainey and those kind of guys that are that are running this thing. They can't lose, I don't think. I mean, no, and he said, John said it best. He has nothing but respect for him, and I think every single human body in the paddock feels that. You know, there's respect yeah, for the guys in charge. I mean, you have to. You you see what he's doing, and uh, you can't do anything but admire what those guys are doing. Well, and I and I would like to agree. I mean, I, I think they're taking it from a great approach, um, as opposed to kind of how it was going before where we kind of saw it going downhill and now Moto America and the guys in charge of bringing that to the forefront and it's becoming a fantastically run series. Um, and I got to imagine that you yourself looking at what you're going to do next or where you're going to race next and having this opportunity, it, it's got to be great for you, isn't it? I mean, to know that you have that opportunity to race in such a good series right now. No, it's 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 a good sign. I mean, um, like we said, it's only getting stronger. And, and as motorcycle racers, that that's all we want. You know, it's it's our job, it's our passion, and and to be able to at least have some kind of a career as in racing motorcycles and and earning money out of that, it's uh, it's awesome to see. And and if we can get it back just to half of what it used to be back in the day, I think uh, things will be looking really strong here. Cam, it's been great having you on. Appreciate you taking the time. We want to give you the time to uh, uh, roll off your sponsor list. Who would you like to thank? Um, massive shout out to to obviously Genuine Barista Chicken and Honda, um, Road Race Factory, Arai, um, Acropovic, uh, Motorex, everybody involved in the program that uh, you know let us go racing and and ride motorcycles. Can't thank them enough and. Um, Obviously, my my parents and my whole family for for the sacrifices that they've made, and and uh, 
yeah, just everyone that's out there supporting me and involved in the program, I appreciate it. And nothing goes with roaster chicken quite like a uh, quick shot of swell vodka, six times distilled, six times filtered. Swell mm. vodka belongs in the well at your favorite tavern. Ask for it at your favorite hot spot. Chicken and vodka. Vodka. Well, I don't think I've ever heard no, that before. But in well. Russia, <laughs> no. that's all they do. They, 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 they eat roaster chicken, chicken and yeah. vodka. You've had um, chilled vodka. Uh, where's Euros? Where, where are Euros made? What country Gr- is that? It's Greece. 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 Man, yeah. have you ever had chicken from Greece? Yeah. Like yeah. that I've prepared that way? Uh, yeah. Or greasy chicken, actually. Sure. sure. Oh, jeez. Right, thank you, joke. buddy. We appreciate Thanks, you taking Cam. the time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Try that Go mix on. of vodka and chicken, okay? I, I will. Shake it up <laughs> real Probably not in the training program, but <laughs> put it in the blender. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. So usually it's waking up in the morning Let's and finding the chicken while you find the vodka. You ever had what we call counter pizza? Left on the counter overnight. It's still in the box, so it must be good, right? Uh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Sure. Can I share a story with you about some you leftover please? pizza? Okay, so oh, no. 2005, I see this Hurricane Katrina business, and I'm like, I got to get down there and help them poor people. So I get down in there, and I'm um, staying in my camper with two buddies. It was our, like a show hall. We parked in Miss Angie's yard, and uh, she's a hairdresser, and she lives in the back behind the shop. And sure. we had she had a big lot, and we rented it, and we stayed there. And uh, so we would we would work till dark and then we'd go have a few sure. and then we'd get a pizza or some crawfish or whatever these people eat down in mississippi because and it was good food I, you just oh, didn't yeah. ever know what you're eating i didn't, didn't but food. we got a, we got hungry. a pizza and we had it had it in a box got it to go set it on a wood stump next to our campground where we were hanging out and uh i used to think i could just eat anything and no big deal right <laughs> and so um <laughs> so we uh we go out and we eat, and then I leave it there. We go work all day the next day. That night we get home, we'd had a few, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to eat that pizza. No big deal. That's right. So I'm eating it. One day later. No, 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 no. No, quicker than that. I'm eating it. I get through about half of my second piece, yeah. and I'm like, my throat is itching. My neck is itching. My mouth is itching. Oh, no. My mouth is on fire now. My lips are on fire now. Shine the light on me. It was covered in ants. ants. And I was fire I, ants. You were yes. eating fire ants. I was eating not only was I eating fire ants, but I was eating a lot of fire and ants. And being eaten by them at the yeah. very same time. I sw- my face yeah. was swelled up. Oh dude, it was it so was bad. bad. The inside the, I couldn't talk yeah. my tongue. The whole it was so bad. When hey. we were when we, quick, real quick, sure. when we were in Mississippi doing train up uh for uh, one of our deployments, we had a kid go down during a live fire exercise, he went down to the ground for because that's what he had to do. Anyway, it was in a fire ant mound. He was covered in fire ants. Oh, we no. had to strip him naked. I bet cancel. you did. We did. We had to. We had to cancel the live fire. <laughs> I bet we you did that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Well, I do want to wish our own Chris Bishop uh, recovery from the uh, terrible rains of getting down to New Orleans. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, he had about ten feet of water. Um, lost his bikes, pretty much everything, you know, nothing left. But the happy ending is uh, we rebuilt and are in a better place. And uh, so we're just grateful to have Chris uh, be with us each and every time we ride on this very program. And for those of you in uh, central Iowa that suffered just a week and a half or two ago with the torrential downpour, we had about six inches here in central Iowa in about three hours. Those in Maxwell had about 16 inches it's in about insane. the same Cost amount of time. Cost a friend's life. Right. Well, my friend, yeah. My, the only death that we know of uh, was Larry Kotler, one of the great sports 
sportscasters in my career, 38-year uh, uh, career veteran of my life, and uh, Larry was swept away in a flash flood. And it almost took his wife, too. But uh, this is my oh, last. Oh, she was there. She was in the van, and they both yeah. got out, encouraged to get out of the van. And the, the the water was moving so swiftly, it washed them away as the van was floating away. So I would only ask that if you um, know, knew Larry Kotler, heard Larry Kotler's voice, or know anything about Larry, that you get on uh, GoFundMe page. Our goal is $25,000. we are at about sixteen five right now, and uh, which thank you, by the way. Thank you so very much for your generosity. But if you haven't given or have the ability to give more uh we do have an ultimate goal and you know how gofundme works so we would appreciate your assistance where's the money go gofundme goes to the family they had no insurance mm -hmm. so they lost the van oh no 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 they, they didn't lose the van they got a 40 dollars check uh from the insurance company for the van because they paid off the balance plus there was 40 dollars left so the family got the 40 bucks well you know how much a funeral costs these days so do me a favor make a donation if you can on gofundme go to larry cotler l-a-r-r-y cotler c-o-t-l-a-r um this is a family i'm very very close to and uh, they have a, a son that has disabilities um so th th this is a family with great challenges in front of them uh, we've done all that we can, and we will do more, but we hope that you will join us in our efforts. Also, there is a book called The Largest Rolodex in Sports, and that's Larry's title to his book, and it's available. You can look for me on Facebook. I'll be happy to deliver one to you or ship it to you. They're 20 bucks in person, 24 bucks. Uh, if I have to mail it to you, I just mailed two to California today. Larry's life touched, touched a lot of folks, but it's a wonderful tapestry, and you can see it in the pages of his book, The Largest Rolodex in Sports. I was proud enough to go across the street and down the hall to a different radio station and host his final broadcast. It was an hour and a half long special on Brand X, and I will tell you this, I didn't realize what I'd done until the very end when I signed off for the final time for the cop man. Wow. And that was, that was difficult. Anyway. Hey, thanks so much for listening, guys. I appreciate that. I want to thank Marvin Muskin, uh, Austin Forkner, Tanner Dean, John Ulrich, always John, thank you, Cam Peterson, each and every one of you. For Ed Camp, Tony Wing, Roman Avila, PJ Duran, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, our executive producer, Dr. Jack DeLeon, and Leanne DeLeon, the one that really pulls all the strings for this program. I'm Scott Casper speaking. Do me a favor. Join us next week. Special guests lined up already? Yeah, we're going to have Jake Gagne. What? All right. This has been America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Have a good one, everybody. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.